pop, 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 pop. Okay, I'm good. Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. I'm Paul. I'm a leaf on the wind. <laughs> Today it is uh, episode 12 of season one of Transformers Prime. It is predatory. This episode was directed by Todd Waterman and Kevin Van Warmer. It was written by Marsha Griffin. Last time on Transformers Prime, a pointless bully named Vaunce showed up. Jack convinced RC and then Bumblebee to help him win illegal street races, and all in order to impress a girl who we'll probably never see again. Nope, she's she's gone, I'm sure. And in this episode, We're in uh, an alien ship crashes in the forests of Nevada. Well, I guess, yeah, we start in space, but we have a ship crash. Yep, and it's out in the woods, and uh, meanwhile, RC and Jack are out in the woods, and uh, a bug is bothering them. And, uh, Malaria. She says something about how uh, you should be more prepared to be out in the outdoors, and he's like, well, I got my survival kit. <laughs> he's got Which includes a Swiss Army thing. knife and a flint and steel, I guess. Okay, yeah, it's all he's I got. bet that'll show up later. Uh, and then they find the crash site, and RC seems shocked and concerned and scared and commercial break. Yep, and uh, Jack asks, okay, is it not about her Decepticon ship? She's like, she can't tell from this kind of distance, or from this distance, but I'm thinking, what if it's another type of alien? We we know aliens exist, the Transformers exist, right? Okay. Uh, but they go up, she has a bit, when she gets to the ship, she has a bit of a flashback of some mechanical arm splattering Transformer blood, I guess, on a wall, yeah. and she says, I know who this belongs to. Yep, and she tries radioing for an evac, but uh, apparently this ship is sending out some kind of scrambling signal so she can't get through to Ratchet. And while she's trying to get hold of Ratchet, Jack's like, so what's the problem, RC? RC, what's the problem? RC? Yeah, he's starting to get worried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like tugging on her sleeve. <laughs> but uh, she's like, all right, look, you wait here. And she finds footprints leading away from this thing. And then she has another flashback, and this time it's of her, and she's in basically the Decepticon torture room. Yeah, hung up like Fowler and Wheeljack were, and somebody or something with a claw scratches her face, and she comes back to reality and says to Jack, get on. She transforms into a bike, and they get the fuck out of there. Yeah, sport bike in the middle of the forest. This should be entertaining. And, but yeah, she just takes a flying through the woods. And even Jack's like, okay, is this like really necessary? Like, oh, whoa, yeah, right. It's like, well, she jumps over a little kind of ravine and drops him off and says, okay, you stay here. I'm going, you know, to check this shit out. And he says, wait, 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 we're partners. And this was, uh, I like, I like where these two go in this episode. But she says, we're not partners. Mm. You're a fucking liability. You're a kid. Stay the fuck put. Yeah. The only reason they let you come along is because this was supposed to be a no-risk job. Yeah. So, yeah, she transforms and heads back to the ship, and Jack looks down the, basically this chasm that the, the crash ship made when it landed, and uh, he starts climbing down, so you know, good thing he listens. Yeah, really. So back with RC, she finds, like, a tree stump uh, covered in acid and has another flashback. Yeah, it looks like it's been melted. Yeah. And uh, I guess this one, it's on Cybertron because she's requesting help, and a Transformer named Tailgate uh, tells her that, yeah, you know what, your sense of direction sucks. She's like, yeah, well, so does your aim, and if you had took out that sniper, I wouldn't be in this position. I like their back and forth. This uh, At first, I was like, ah, this should have been Cliff Jumper. We'll find out later why it isn't, and mm. it's this is a good episode. It's a good reason why it's not Cliff Jumper. But as she's talking to Tailgate, something shoots uh, spider webs at her and glues her to a wall. Mm-hmm. And it looks kind of looks like the spider gremlin from Gremlins, too. But yeah, it's 
moving in. And then it's another flashback, and it's a longer one this time, and a female Decepticon has her prisoner. And this is who scarred her face with her one of her finger claws. And when this flashback ends, we go back to reality, and there's that spider bot, and she's found, I guess, a human in a tent, and she's going to eat him, I think. Dinner time. Commercial break. So this spider bot leaps at the tent and RC comes flying out of nowhere. And it's worth, tackles, worth right? noting that the human in that tent never reacts. We don't see who they are. We don't no. see if they get away. They're just out of the picture now. But they fight and it's, it's a pretty fucking good fight. Yeah, and Arachnid, uh, we find out her name is Arachnid. That's right, it's Arachnid. It's a brand new transformer. It's another sexy lady transformer. This one might be a beast machine, might be a beast one, might be a transformer prime. Who cares? Paul, do you know this is Gina Torres doing the voice? She she played Zoe Washburn in Firefly. Uh, I don't think I ever watched that. You haven't seen Firefly? No. What are you talking about? Firefly? This is G.I. Joe? You guys don't watch G.I. Joe? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, so Arachnid, we find out that's her name, and uh, she seems surprised uh, to see R.C., and uh, she's like, you still have that grudge. That war ended, like, mega cycles ago. And R.C.'s like, yeah, your Decepticon buddies didn't get the memo. (laughs) Yes, it turns out she's really not with the Decepticons or anybody. I guess she's a freelancer, but she's found a new hobby. Apparently, well, we have a flashback, and R.C. discovers that there's, like, a bunch of... I guess, corpses. Yeah, Um, aliens. Real creepy looking things. Yeah, and it seems that Arachnid's hobby is to kill a lot of a species and then take one of them as her trophy. Yeah, well, she says, I collect endangered species, and then she's like, but they're not really endangered until they meet me. It's Mm. like, oh, that's clever. And then these two have a fight, and this was pretty dope. Yep, because Arachnid says, like, I got space in my uh, display case here for a human, and RC's not going to let that happen, and they just get into it. They do, and it's, this is, it starts with a lot of laser fire. There's a shit ton of jumping around. RC does a great bit where she runs up a tree, dodges a bunch of laser fire, and then comes down, but she gets into a bit of a rock'em sock'em robot moment here. Not so many kicks, but a lot of slugging. Yeah, like a total Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan kind of stuff. It's well, pretty and, good. Well, And yeah, she ends it with a kick though. She does end it with a kick that launches this motherfucker like through trees. Yeah, literally through trees. Like not, not past the trees, like literally through the tree. <laughs> and uh, then shows up, or I guess she gets a, a gun to her head and of course... Yep. Jack shows up. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> and uh, anybody want to kidnap me and hold me hostage? Because <laughs> it's just enough of a distraction that Arachnid knocks RC away and uh, traps her in webs uh, against a rock wall. So I guess she's got that trick still up her sleeve. Yes. And she, another, but a trick that RC has up her sleeve is a blade, literally in her sleeve, that yes. comes out and frees. She, so she kind of cuts one arm out. And Jack runs up and uh, he's like, I'm here to save you, partner. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's like, look, you're not my partner. You're a liability. But Jack's not buying it. He's like, he starts calling her on. He's like, look, you're obviously scared of something. And then another flashback. Yeah. And it, it, what she's scared of is Arachnid because we see, um, uh, what's his name? Tailgate. He's, Arachnid kind of taunts her uh, as she's chained up. And she's like, you're not going to break. So what could I do to really fuck with you? And they bring in Tailgate and just literally kill him in front of her. Well, yeah, because Arachnid's like, look, I really honestly do not know the attack coordinates. And Arachnid doesn't believe her and starts torturing Tailgate. Yeah. And then we come back to reality again. And she says, I am afraid, Jack. I'm afraid of losing you. And he goes, what? And then Arachnid arrives again. Yeah, she gets up and says, 
tells Ursi, yeah, you know what? You suck with relationships. Uh, I even heard this. about that cliff jumper guy just recently. And, uh, yeah. And this was why it had to be tailgate and not cliff jumper. So mm. that we now see that Ursi has a pattern in her life of losing the people she cares about most. And it makes it really strong now that she has to save Jack. But yeah, R.C. basically spells it out for Jack. Like, look, she's not here for me. She's here for you. Mm, yeah. And, th- okay, so Jack runs, but there was a great shot here where uh, they get, it's a real close-up where Arachnid gets in R.C.'s face. Mm. And as she's talking, she rotates her, Arachnid rotates herself around. You can hear yeah. the clicky clack of her fucking her legs. Yeah, total black Arachnid It was really here, good. Yeah. And anyway, she kind of taunts her on like, oh, I'm going to go kill him. It's going to be great. I'm going to have fun. See you later. And then R.C. goes, Jack! And commercial break! <laughs> And back with R.C., it's another flashback, and this time Bumblebee and Cliffjumper come in through the wall of the torture chamber, I guess, and uh, attack Arachnid. But I guess they couldn't afford to pay The Rock for another episode because Cliffjumper doesn't say anything. <laughs> I was just thinking that. But it's it's almost a shame. Like, it's it's too bad they couldn't just call him up and say, can you just say, hey, R.C., over the phone? Yeah. Just that's all we need. <laughs> just that. But then there's a lawyers and yeah. agents and all that jazz, so it would have cost them too much, unfortunately. But they save her, and she just keeps saying, I couldn't save my friend, I couldn't save my friend. But uh, yeah, back with reality, um, she's struggling against the webs, but uh, then apparently... Back to sh- life, back to reality. <laughs> apparently now she remembers that uh, she can transform, like you'd think the Transformer <laughs> would have thought of that. I know. A lot sooner. So, Although yeah, it she, is a neat idea. She stretches the web out as much as she can and then transforms into a bike and just tries to stretch it out even more by just roasting their tires. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jack's still running and Arachnid's still following. And uh, he hides behind a fallen log. And it, it seems at first like she doesn't see him. Mm. But then it's just like, hello, Jack. It's yeah. like, whoa! She steps, <laughs> yeah, she steps over him and then drops her head down to get right in his face. She is a really good scary monster for the forest because oh, yeah. we should Especially describe her. Obviously, dear listener, you've seen this episode if you're listening to us, but she has, when she's in, shall we call it beast mode? Yeah. She has spider legs and a spider torso, but then she has just her regular robot shoulders arms hands and head yeah so it's uh, she looks like a monster not a spider she kind of reminds me of uh in resident evil 4 the village chief when you're fighting him if you've ever played that game you'll know exactly what i mean when especially where he's up in the rafters it just reminds me of that so rc finally frees herself and jack is still running through the forest and by this point arachnid is she's getting i like that she's bored because jack's not making this hard enough for her but he like he he climbs down one side of the ravine climbs up the other side of the ravine she just jumps over it yeah jack gets to her ship and it looks like he runs inside yes and uh, she realizes oh he went inside so she transforms back to robot mode i guess which is basically the exact same thing except now she has two legs rather than six and says uh you know if you wanted a tour all you had to do was ask oh by the way do you like the spot i have saved for you (laughs) (laughs) i did like the one little bit where jack's hiding behind a tree and he pulls out his knife pulls it all the uh, like the corkscrew the blade the fork he's like oh fuck throws it and runs but yeah he gets in the ship she follows inside and he kind of runs i guess out another the, the the back door yeah, I didn't see how he got outside out of that, or he just flat out didn't go in because he's beside the ship now, and he finds a puddle of creepy glue because 
Well, it's Energon, but yeah. yeah, this thing has a hole in the fuel line, I guess. And he then pulls out his flint and steel from his survival kit. Flint and steel, because apparently they don't have matches in Nevada, or they won't sell them to kids. Oh, he's, like, he's Survivor <laughs> Man. <laughs> but she can hear him going tink, tink, tink with the thing from the other end of the ship, and it starts running, and she runs like along the length of the ship to get to the back of it. Yeah, he he. What he's doing is lighting a nearby twig on fire, and he gets that going as she gets closer and closer. And he throws like he just well he heaves it. Yeah, he throws that into the puddle of creepy glue and runs for it, and kaboom! Creepy glue for all your blowing up a crashed alien spaceship to ensure the psychopathic monster of the flu with air gets trapped in your planet needs. Creepy glue should not be used for extended space travel. So Jack, uh, he runs off to find RC and uh, thinking that Arachnid is dead, but all of a sudden his foot gets webbed and then he gets blasted with another shot mm-hmm. of web and stuck to a tree. And she's like still on fire and just yeah. pissed off. <laughs> she is going to let him have it. But then RC comes to the rescue and again, just lets her have oh, it the old fashioned this way. This is when she kicks her through the forest. Yeah, because I've written down as like... A, it's just punch, punch, kick, punch, punch, punch. But she ends this with what looks like Johnny Cage's fatality from Mortal Kombat 1. Like the <laughs> shadow kick and just sends her flying. Yeah. Literally through the trees. Oh, yeah. Through, tre- yeah, dozens of trees. Uh, and then RC saves Jack just in time for them to turn around and see. Uh, I keep wanting to call her Black Arachnia. This whole yeah. episode, I've been, I've been struggling not to call her Black Arachnia, but sees Arachnid in a drill mode, I guess. Something like that, because she tunnels into the ground. Escaping underground. And uh, there's this ends with kind of a cute moment where she's, uh, RC slips up and calls Jack partner. And Jack realizes that, you know, okay, Arachnid's stuck on Earth now, so it might not have been that good an idea blowing up her ship. Flint and steel, huh? John and I were in Scouts, and maybe it's different in the States, but you could put whatever the fuck you wanted in your survival kit. You didn't have to have... Anyway, if you could fit it in there, it was fair game. Like, one guy in our troop had this James Bond tool or something. It was basically a barbecue lighter on one end. It had a compass on it, and it even had an AM, FM radio, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, Arachnid's a big game hunter, and she came all the way to Earth to get a human to put in her display case. Like, what's the case called? Incredibly easy to find things. The other things in here look like something H.P. Lovecraft thought up. Hardly seems like a human would complete the set. You can just see her showing off her display case where buddies, Jabba the Hutt, Predator, Mr. Burns, Lord Chumley from Prime Target. Now you see here, gentlemen, right next to Gehetinut, Gehetinut, fuck it, the names of these great old ones are for the birds. Anyway, this is a human from Earth, a planet with only 7 billion other humans, and it was called Steve. Steve worked in a place called Accounting, and his last words were, you gotta be fucking kidding me, when I attacked the building and the ceiling caved in. I keep Steve next to this. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show Ooh, Prime. The next episode. episode we're going to watch is a sick mind. If you want to see something that's a very predictable joke, you can find Paul <laughs> and I on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. He's at P McPherson One. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You see, Paul, like it was because everybody thought I was going to say if you want to see people with sick minds on Twitter, but uh, I didn't. Oh, and that's, yeah. that was the pr- <coughs> Transformers Nitpickers.podbean.com. Until the next episode, be prepared. <laughs> See you later.
you're obviously scared of something. 